Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Castor. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome in, everybody, to another Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing, man in that IHOP hotline for us. Glad to be here with you uh, on this Tuesday, a festive Tuesday, maybe a little extra festive this morning because we can all celebrate together. A big win by the Rangers over the Astros. Uh, Fantastic stuff. If you'd like to call in and talk about how amazing last night was you can do that on the ihop hotline how about the new nashville hot chicken and waffles golden brown belgium waffle topped with four crispy chicken strips tossed in a spicy nashville hot sauce uh, we'll have some giveaways for you as well so keep that ihop hotline handy we'll give away some hto iced tea and coffee uh, we'll give away some Wichita Thunder hockey tickets. A lot to get to today. Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, joins us at the top of the next hour. Uh, Justin Ross is in some hot water. We probably will get more details on that, I would imagine, in the early parts of today. But we'll keep our eye uh, apprised to that. We had Monday Night Football last night. And, Tommy, we have Game 7 of the NLCS tonight. After Game 7 of the ALCS last night. Two Game 7s, right? That's all you can ask for. And the good guys won, Tommy. So it's good news for everyone. I feel like it's going to be a relatively easy show for me today because I think you're going to basically do all the talking. I'm going to put my feet up. I'm going to let you talk about the Rangers for two hours. I might take a nap. It's going to be easy today. I won't do that, even though I really want to do that. Uh, But I won't. It's so hard. Tommy's like... 
sending me messages in the fourth inning. Oh, it's over. And I'm like, you got to stop. Like, you know, like I, I am, I am, you know, pretty, pretty superstitious. And I've seen too many things, bad things happen. 2011 jumps to mind. Like, no, it is not over until uh, somebody makes the final out, but it is over. You knew it was over. You, when it was 10 to two, you knew it was over. 10 to two was different than when you, when you first started messaging me at, I think six to two or something. And I'm like, you have not watched enough of this series to think that the Rangers are going to cruise through the bullpen here. Uh, But you know, it was interesting because look, and Going into this, and I didn't know this before we were off the air yesterday, Bruce Bochy has never lost a Game 7. Dusty Baker's never won a Game 7. Um, and I thought that, you know, one, the Rangers, and it was really, I don't know if you were watching the game, but during the broadcast, Ken Rosenthal and, uh, and uh, who's the other who's the other guy? He's awesome. Uh, Tom Verducci are, yeah. the, are running the, the dugouts for the American League Championship Series. And once it got out to 10-2, then they sort of reported what they thought before the game. They're like, we didn't want to say this, and I, we don't want to alienate Astro fans, but I guess Verducci looked over at Rosenthal during batting practice and said the Rangers are going to blow them out today. Like, wow. that's just the vibe he got on it. But Bochi, I and I was listening to the pregame on my way home last night, and Eric Nadell, the great play-by-play guy for the Rangers, the best ever to me, like an idol, uh, says, are you going to use Montgomery tonight? And and I hadn't thought about that, and I don't know why I hadn't thought about that because the Giants were notorious for doing that, and they beat my Rangers in a World Series, but they beat the Royals in Game 7. Why? Because they pulled Madison Bumgarner back right. in that game and just let him finish it. It was I was there. It was agonizing. That was such an agonizing game, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. Like, why wouldn't you use Jordan Montgomery in this game? Your bullpen's terrible. And then at that point, I was like, Scherzer just, like, doesn't really doesn't matter what Scherzer does. They're just going to be able to give him a quick hook one way or the other. And, and you know, they did. He wasn't great, but he, he sort of battled. And he was overmatched in both of the games he pitched. He was not ready to take on a Houston lineup. Like, even as crafty and, you know, he's just coming back from injuring all those things. Like, he was overpowered in this one, too. But the, But the offense had his back. And for a team, Tommy, that has like this ice cold blood in the veins type of thing, and they're all very level headed, Adolis Garcia is not that. Like, he's the one outlier to that. And my goodness, like, I hope everybody boos him the rest of, for the rest of time, because that dude wore that on his shoulder like a chip the size of Houston. He, he got after it. That was, it, I know it wasn't exciting like the other games in the series had been last night because the Rangers got out to that big lead. But oh my goodness, what a, what a series in general that was emotionally. And that's what you want, right? Like you want that heat in there. You want that smoke. It, yeah. Is that the first time that the road team has won all seven games in a series before? You know, I'm not sure because remember Houston lost all their home games what world series was that i want to say that happened in a world series recently with houston didn't it where they won all their road games or something like I don't that know. Oh, i know that man. this this season they, they flashed up. the graphic on the screen that the astros are not good at home they were not, not good at home during no. the season they like were his, much much better on the road yeah te- teams that have been as bad as they have at home don't reach this point ever. Like it's the first time the worst, worst home record, a team that had reached that point ever it had. Uh, but 
love baseball. Love this time of year. It's it's fun. Indulge me uh, for another. I don't know about another ten days here, and then and then you can be done with me for a while. I was thinking about other. it. I was thinking about it last night, and I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that they won. Uh, I mean, like I think you're right. Like the majority of people don't like the Astros, and so if the Rangers can come in and be the good guys and knock them out, okay, that's great. That being said, though, man, like if if they win the World Series, the Rangers, like you're going to be insufferable for a while. Like, you're just going to be absolutely insufferable. Yeah, look, you're right, um, I, because I've only waited, you know, my entire life for it, and it's the team that I care the most about. I, I said this on the on the national thing this weekend, because you have to like, there's this, and it's to, it's partly true, and you hear all of everybody say it, and I say this too all the time. People think that people in our line of business, like we hate certain teams, we. I have fun with that with this Rangers Astros things. I do love the Rangers and I am totally a fan of that team. That's probably the last one though. Like I I I I I like the Cowboys. That's who I grew up with. That's who all my family likes, but I'm not losing sleep over the Cowboys. I'm not. Like it it just really doesn't affect me that much. The Rangers do though, and I don't want to lose that one because that's the one that meant the most to me growing up, right? It was it's nostalgia. It's you know, what you bond with your dad over and like all of that kind of stuff. Like, I I don't want to let that one go. So while it is true, you sort of lose those allegiances, right? I don't want to lose that one. And that's the one that I have held on to and will hold on to because I'm not going to have an allegiance in college sports. I will wish for the success of Wichita State, Kansas State, and Kansas. That's what I want to happen more than any team in the country because that's who I cover. Like, I want, you know, our jobs are better when they're successful. I want the Chiefs to be successful. I want the Royals. I I have become a huge, you know, advocate for the Royals winning games because I saw what it did for the community in 2015 and 16. It was a blast. Like, of course I want that. And so, yeah, you do let go of... A lot of that stuff, when you do this for a living, you sort of have to. But I'm not going to let go of the Rangers. I don't want to. Um, and and I don't think – I think sometimes people in our line of work overthink that a little bit. Like, I would I would imagine there are listeners out there, like, having fun vicariously through me. Like, unless you actively hate the Rangers, I don't – you know, it's it's fine. And if you're a fan of the Astros, I'm sorry, man. Like, I, that, that, that heat runs deep. And it's not even as much about the rivalry as I still, like – still bugs me that there are members of the cheaters on that team front and center and part of the, you know, the main pieces. Maybe when Altuve and Bregman are gone, that'll subside a little bit because I really do like Jordan Alvarez. That dude is one of the best hitters I've ever seen. I do not know how it's, it reminds, you know, he reminds me of Vladimir Guerrero, except Mm. with, with an insane plate discipline, but the way he can hit balls at any part of the zone is just wild to me. But right now, when Altuve and Bregman are sitting there, and you know you've got 2017 linger, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to root for those guys. Like, you know, yeah. get out of here. I, and I get it. I mean, you know, I, I'm I just I kid around when I say you're going to be insufferable. I mean, I I was the same way, honestly, two years ago when the Braves won and they beat the Astros in the World Series. Um, the the only difference is that like I had gotten to experience it once when I was a kid. I was like 10 years old when the Braves won the World Series in '95, so I got to experience it as a kid. Then I got to experience it as an adult. And so, you know, like it was, that was all I talked about for days. And and I think for you and I, one thing that we have in common is that our love for our baseball teams 
I'm guessing like that's that's the first like fandom that you have. Like it's sure. the Braves, that was the first fandom I had. It wasn't football, it wasn't basketball, it was baseball mm. and the Atlanta Braves, you know, yeah. and so like that was the the first team that I was a diehard fan for. And, you know, experiencing it as an adult is is pretty special. And so I mean, yeah, I'm right there with you. And I'll tell you what, like, especially if the Phillies win tonight in game seven, I will be totally on your bandwagon with the Rangers to win the World Series and knock out the Phillies. I, it, that I that game sevens. I don't know who I'd rather play. I I, I don't know who I'd rather play. Honestly, um, you know, you say that it's where I grow up. Your first fandom is a, as a Cowboys fan, right? Sure. Because it's it's an event every week. But the reason the Rangers become or baseball, and this is why I love that we're the flagship station of the Royals because this holds true for so many of our listeners. Like the reason baseball, I think, has a different place for people is because the investment is different, right? Like, you you can be certainly a bigger fan of your football team, and I think most people probably are. But, man, baseball in the summertime when you're just – when it's there every single day, when it's easy to just sort of have it on, it gives you something to pay attention to. For us as kids, like, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, big family. Like, we, we're not we're, – we can't go to a Cowboys game. Like, that was never attainable for us. But, you know, once or twice – as a kid, we were able to make the drive and go to a Rangers game. And they were terrible. But, man, I remember that. And then as I got older, I made it a priority to get down there at least once a year. I think we had a stretch of like seven or eight straight opening days when we would just like seven of us would get down and go stay at the the crummy days in down the street in one room and pile in and go, you know, like all that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff I don't want to let go of. So, you know, the fandom there runs deep for me. I'm not going to let that go. I'm having fun with this. Uh, I, hopefully, you know, uh, my kids can go to college and the Rangers win this financially because I've <laughs> well, got the bets on it, this deal. But look, I think that there is something very deep and special about baseball fandom that and I know like like there are extremely passionate football fans, basketball fans, hockey fans, like you name it, like it's all there. And when you're a fan of a team like that runs deep and uh, you know, you're incredibly passionate and dedicated. But I remember um, it was, I think it was 2010. Uh, I had never, I had never seen the Braves play in person and I flew to Atlanta by myself. I went on a, like a five day trip by myself to Atlanta, stayed in a hotel room by myself went to like three or four games by myself and met people that were sitting around me that like are still friends of mine today that were on social media and were messaging back and forth and were following the game. Just people that I was sitting around or that rode the shuttle with me from the hotel to the game and back. Like there's something special about that. And I think that, you know, when you've got a season that lasts as long as baseball does, and, you know, you it's it's the first kind of sign of springtime when pitchers and catchers report and spring training and all of that. Like there's something special and, and kind of on a whole different level. It's a different kind of fandom, I think, for baseball. When you're a true fan of a team, it runs so deep and it's such, you know, it, I don't I don't I don't really even know how to explain it. It just is different to me. Well, isn't the perfect retirement to like play golf in the morning and go to whatever it is? baseball and like yeah. wind surge wherever you are sure. like just go out to the wind surge at night and enjoy the weather and have a beer and some peanuts or a hot dog and watch baseball like that's it's just it is 
Americana still. Yeah. Even yeah. now, baseball is Americana because it's lazy and you can do it every day. And it's, you know, it doesn't command until you get to this part of the season. It doesn't command your attention. You want to talk about insufferable, insufferable, uh, 24, 25 year old me, whatever year it was in like 2010 and 11 when I was on the radio back home and they lost those. That was insufferable because I didn't yeah. have anything like I didn't have anything else going on. Like I was just a young guy with a job at that point. And like that was it. Like I, I, I was devastated. It's a little different now when you have so many coals in the fire. But there had been multiple times over the last week. And maybe I said this yesterday where I sit there and think about how ridiculous it is that as an adult with all the things going on and kids and everything that this still like tugs at your emotions the way it does and like legitimate stress and all that stuff like man that's why we love sports the fact that it can still do it and I know it's happening to my you know 78 year old dad too I I he he called me in the middle of the game and we've been careful right we don't want to jinx anything he sent me my dad doesn't text he just learned how to read a text like in the last two to three years probably and he almost never sends them and when he does it's like it just it never really makes sense i got a text at 10 30 last night that says tabs dabba do t-a-b-s-d-a-b-a-d-o that's it like that's that's the first and that's the first text from my dad i've had that he has sent since last November 28th. So almost wow. a full calendar year. The last message, the, the first message in a year basically was after the Rangers win and it was that gibberish, whatever that was. I don't know what he was trying to say. Uh, but <laughs> like, it's, it's awesome. Is that what that is? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to yeah. say Yabba Dabba Do. That could have been it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> all right, <laughs> here we go. I was like, of all the things that I'm, and my favorite, piece of media that came out of last night was the cartwheel Adolis Garcia that I won't say on the air, but you can check it out. I, I retweeted it last night, cracking me up. Uh, but man, that was fun. Thank you for indulging me. We will switch gears. Uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about game seven of the NLCS if we have time. We will definitely talk about the Chiefs uh, because we have Dan Israel coming up at the top of the next hour. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into rest of some of the headlines. Maybe a look back at some Monday night football. Told you. It was going to be weird. It was just a weird week in the NFL. That happens like where just everything is upside down. You could see last night coming a mile away. And there it is. The Niners lose. Man. And what have, what is, I, I think you've been with me on this, Tommy. What have we been saying about the Vikings? Just desperate. Like, they're well, desperate. just stick around. Like yeah. I know everybody's ready to bail, but their defense is starting to play good. They get Jefferson back. That's not a team to take lightly. 869-1240 on the IHOP hotline. We'll come back. More Sports Daily right after this. Your phone call is welcome. 869-1240. Sports Daily on 97.5 and 1240. KFH. Wichita's number one sports radio. Game 7 of the ALCS in the books. Game 7 of the NLCS tonight. Looking for more daily baseball coverage on the Odyssey app? Check out John Boy Media's Baseball Today. The hottest topics in baseball Monday through Friday. Welcome back into Sports Daily, everybody. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster. 
Um, all right. So we will get into the Chiefs and look ahead to the game this weekend. Top of the next hour with Dan Israel. Something else, Tommy, that is on the radar right now with the Chiefs is Justin Ross, Chiefs receiver, arrested yesterday uh, by the Johnson County Sheriff's Office. That's all we know in that it was on a charge of criminal uh, uh, damage to property. And it looks like he's 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 being held right. Okay, so I'm looking. There's there is a story out this morning. This is the first thing I've seen from anybody on this that gives any more clarification. It's the Shawnee Mission Post. Um, so the Chiefs are aware of this. They don't. They're not commenting yet. According to the Shawnee Mission Post, uh, it's greater than a thousand and less than twenty five thousand dollars on that criminal damage, but it'll be a felony charge. It's. And then there was an asterisk on the arresting report of DV, which means domestic violence. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's not an assault charge, though, Tommy. So I we're gonna have to sort this out. So the Shawnee Mission Post went back and listened to the radio traffic, um, and there were some officers sent to an apartment complex, and the woman told dispatchers. Oh, again, this is just radio traffic, and it means nothing. You have to be really careful with this stuff. Like we, at the TV station, for instance, and in the newsroom, like we wouldn't report on what we hear over scanners because it's, you know, like it's not, it's not anything. You're just, it's literally just calls and people guessing at what might happen. But the caller of that, there was a woman who uh, claimed to be and identified herself as Ross's girlfriend about 2.45 in the afternoon and told dispatchers that he tore up the house and broke her cell phone. So, that's, again, according to the Shawnee Mission Post, who apparently went and listened to the radio traffic on that. We should get more details, I would think, today. I, I would imagine everybody requested those details yesterday as soon as they heard, and then at some point today they'll get the information and on a on a log. But So we, we got to kind of just sit back and see. I don't know what to make of this. There's no telling. Um, it's certainly not good for Ross, who I would think is sort of clinging to a roster spot anyway. And we'll see what the repercussions are. But I think probably, Tommy, it's too early to get on the radio and make some definitive statement about anything other than, hey, this is happening and it's potentially bad for Justin Ross. It was uh, originally fairly shocking when the report came out about his arrest because of what he was arrested on suspicion of. And because originally he was arrested on suspicion of criminal damage to property greater than $25,000. Um, that's a lot of money, and that's a felony. Uh, if you're if you're charged with that, that, that's not what he was charged with, but that's what he was arrested on suspicion of originally. It's an arresting charge, yeah. Exactly. Now it looks like the actual charges are both misdemeanors, uh, the domestic violence and the criminal damage charges, uh, and that's according to the NBC affiliate in Kansas City. Um, He's accused of physical contact with a person in a rude, insulting, or angry manner. Uh, And the um, court records also note that he's in a relationship with the alleged victim. It looks like he will be in court this afternoon uh, and then more than likely will be out of jail at that time. Uh, Really, that's that's all the the details we have on it for right now. But regardless, you're right. It's not a good look. It's not a good situation at all. Um, you know, this is a guy that didn't play at all last year. The Chiefs signed as an undrafted free agent, um, was kind of the darling of offseason training camp and workouts and the preseason has kind of broken in a little bit, gotten more snaps as the season has gone on. And I think some people, and I know we've talked about it before on this show, had kind of 
tabbed him as a guy that could be a breakout potential star wide receiver for this team with everything that we saw him do when he was at Clemson. This is not a good situation. Of course, we'll have to wait for, you know, everything to play out with this. But, um, you know, certainly shocking that all this came down. Yeah, it, it and, and it needs some time now because these things do. And we'll just we'll sit back and we will see what what is said today later. We'll know pretty soon, but we don't right now. Uh, so did want to get that out there, though, as it you know, it it happened yesterday in the afternoon. Timing of it was a little bit weird here just seeing that Chris Olave was arrested yesterday on suspicion of reckless driving uh which means basically it was going way too fast 70 in a 35 um yeah that's not gonna probably lead to anything that's a really bad speeding ticket uh Dusty Baker is reportedly mulling retirement after the Astros loss uh, another headline that I saw last night. But, Tommy, let's go to Monday Night Football. We we could see this coming. We could see this coming. Like, it just, with the week that the, that the NFL just had, with a couple of injuries or guys being dinged up for San Francisco, you could all, I mean, you really could. Like, it, it just was, it felt like in a weird week, this was an opportunity for the Vikings. There's also a lot of the Vikings have been really unlucky this year. Everything has gone right for the, uh, you know, for the Niners. And and the NFL just typically does not let that happen. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it is such an even league that those things tend to tend to even out. And so Minnesota at home gets this win over San Francisco, although they tried to let San Francisco back in it, but they got it done. Now they're three and four. And they got a whole bunch of division games still to go, Tommy. They get Green Bay uh, two more times, Detroit two more times, Chicago one more time. And they're going to have an opportunity here to play themselves through. I think what's interesting about Minnesota is Christian McCaffrey played in that game, right? The only one that didn't play was Debo of the skill guys. And Minnesota held them to 17 points and 325 yards of offense. Brian Flores is there. That defense has a chance to get better, and if it does, and Justin Jefferson comes back, I love their offense. Yeah, credit the Vikings defense for sure in that game, but on top of it, Brock Purdy looked pretty average, uh, I think, last night. I mean, threw a couple of picks when it mattered the yep. most. Um, you know, late in the game, you've got opportunities to take the lead, to win the game even, uh, and I know that I know that Brock Purdy has been propped up over the first several weeks of the season as the future of the 49ers franchise. And he may very well be that, but he is the example, the shining example of a system quarterback. That's not a bad thing necessarily, but he's not, I've never looked at Brock Purdy and thought, man, that guy just looks extremely gifted, right? Like I'd looked at him and I thought, okay, he can make some good throws. You know, he can do some nice things, but he also, I mean, I, I watched him. I know you did. Uh, as well when he was at Iowa State there was never really a thought in my mind where I'm like yeah this guy is going to be you know a, a phenomenal quarterback in the National Football League I think he's been good so far for the most part this season he's worked out really extremely well in Kyle Shanahan's system but that being said when the 49ers have needed him the most to lead game-winning drives down the field it's what we you know have talked about we talked about it a lot last week with Justin Herbert. 
That's not what Brock Purdy has been able to do. Now, maybe at some point in his career, he'll be able to do that. And I mean, he's still young and growing and learning and going through those growing pains and all of that. But in the clutch moments, especially last night, he just wasn't able to get it done. Look, I, I, um, number one, I think every quarterback in football is a system quarterback. They have to play within their system. They have a system. They have to be system quarterbacks. And like I don't mean either, that derogatory. I don't. I don't think that's. But a some, bad but a thing lot of the time, a lot of the time that is meant derogatory. Like a guy's not really that good. He's just a system quarterback. How long yeah. did we hear that for Tom Brady? And then he went to Tampa and won another Super Bowl, right? Like everybody should strive to be a system quarterback. You want to play within the system of your offense, and he's a perfect fit. Is what he is. And it was a great job by San Francisco to evaluate him that way. Look, he had a bad game last night. He was 21 of 30 for 272 yards and threw a couple interceptions. His bad game is very, 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 very different than Zach Wilson's bad sure. game, right? That's that's not that is a normal type bad game for but a good quarterback. That being said, I get it and I understand the stat line is there. I understand the yardage and all of that. Um, I know that you were you were watching game seven and I totally understand why the two picks that he threw. They were bad. I saw the last one. Were it was bad. Ba- they were bad interceptions. Yeah. Like they, they were Zach Wilson esque interceptions, right? But so I think his overall were... stat line doesn't look like what Zach Wilson right. does, but, the but those last picks one were Zach Wilson esque. The last one to me looked like a def- like he was confused by the defense. So yeah. like, I, I think that, I think it was far more about Minnesota's ability to begin to play some defense last night to me than it was about even with two losses in a row, some level of concern that I have for San Francisco. To me, that game was much more about Minnesota than it was the Niners because Minnesota and and look, it was fluky, right? That, that Addison catch and strip away from the defender and everything like Minnesota got there was some luck involved, but there's been a lot of bad luck involved for them this year too. And if they can get Justin Jefferson back and be in the mix and this defense continue because it wasn't fluky on the defensive side of the ball. There were some some fluky plays on offense, but they're missing, you know, the top playmaker arguably in football on that side of the ball. Minnesota's going to have a chance. I still think and I've said this from the beginning of the season. I've put my money where my mouth is with them. I still think that they're going to be in the mix in this division late in the season. And if they can just get into the postseason, they're going to be an interesting team. Their problem was, can they defend? They have been so bad the last you know couple of years, but they brought in Brian Flores. And man, I'm a Brian Flores guy. Like that dude is a good defensive coach. And so... You know, it was almost like it's it's you know what it remind and here's maybe why I've been higher on it because it reminded me of what the Cowboys did with Dan Quinn when the Cowboys were really struggling defensively and then they brought in Dan Quinn all of a sudden a lot of those same players became good players and so sometimes that scheme defensively I mean to some degree we saw that happen with the Chiefs with Spagnolo early on right they were really bad and then he comes in and they kind of struggle through it early but by the end of that season man they were. They were really they were buying in and they were playing good defense or at least much better defense. And if that happens for Minnesota, there I I do think they're going to be in the mix here. I I just like they're clearly better than Chicago and Green Bay at this point. And the Lions, I, I can't wait for those head-to-head games between the Lions and the Packers. I'll just say that I think they're going to be really fascinating. Yeah, I mean the the Lions looked bad 
uh, on Sunday. One time. And I, think I mean, that's the first time that's did. happened to them. But look, I think that it, it, number one, it tells you that the Ravens have kind of woken up from their slumber a little bit and just, you know, absolutely put the hammer down on the Lions. But number two, I think it shows you that the Lions are not invincible. Uh, they have a, a tremendous amount of talent and they have the fan base. I mean, uh, that fan base in Detroit, I mean, they're beleaguered, as we know. They're much maligned forever and ever and ever. And it's been really cool to follow the way that the fan base has embraced this particular team this season and all the different stories about that and standing ovations for, you know, like 30 minutes after a game is done at Ford Field and all of that. Like That's all great. It's a, it's a beautiful storyline, all of that. But they went into Baltimore and they got trampled by the Ravens just absolutely trampled and all of a sudden the Vikings who everybody for the most part had written off and left for dead in the ditch they're two games back they're two games back in the NFC North and you know it's this is a playoff team from a year ago it's a team that they know how to win close games they didn't early this season but they did all throughout last year they're two games back now in this division against a Lions team that you know now looks like you know that you can you know maybe what the kryptonite is a little bit and, and a, a blueprint to be able to knock down Detroit a little bit. So it, I think it's going to be a fascinating divisional race. The Vikings have shown that they're not out of it at all. And we talked about it yesterday. The benefit for Minnesota playing in primetime on Monday Night Football is that they got a chance to see what happened to the Lions on Sunday. And they knew, hey, if we just win this game, all of a sudden we're right back in the divisional race. Yeah, it, it is. And again, to last night, it was a weird week in the NFL. Weird week, right? Sometimes it happens. Like next week will probably be very predictable, you know, but because that's what the NFL does. But it does as we see this play out, and we'll talk to Dan Israel about this. It does make you feel pretty good about the Chiefs. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Because they're, they're, they're consistent. As consistent as any team in football this year. Now, have they been themselves offensively the whole way through? No. But they're consistent, right? They're not laying an egg at any point. They're consistently doing what they need to be doing. And, and and on a couple occasions, they've looked really dominant. But I, 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 man, I really think that the Chiefs are, are, are at the top of, yeah. of the power rankings. Yes. Yeah. And you know with, what? There's not but, another team in the NFL that has won six in a row. Jacksonville's won four in a row. Right. They're next, but other than that, I mean, it's Kansas City. They they drop but the opener not... by a point, and then all of a sudden they've they've rattled off six in a row. And 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 you know there are there's probably you could probably put other te- like Philadelphia just got buyered. That's going to be a big addition for them and and really help them out. But I, it's it's that the Chiefs still have so much ceiling to go. I think offensively, that's why this thing looks like they're the team to beat again and they always have been we've never wavered from that say but but it was uneasier than it has been in some years because and and look the offense isn't far from where we want to see it because not every team is going to let Travis Kelsey just continue to destroy them the way the Chargers did they still are going to need others to step up but they're, I think they're getting there. We'll see what Dan Israel thinks. Top of the next hour. Let's give away some hockey tickets, Tommy. What have we got for folks? Yeah, the Wichita Thunder back in action at home this Friday night. Interest Bank Arena taking on the Cincinnati Cyclones at 7.05. We'll give you a family four-pack of tickets to that game on Friday night. Cincinnati Cyclones. All right, family four-pack Wichita Thunder hockey tickets on Friday night. First caller. Let's do the first caller on the IHOP hotline. Jad will get us a winner. 869-1240. We'll come back with more Sports Daily right after this. Ninety-seven five and twelve forty KFH. All right, congratulations to Mark for winning our tickets to see the Thunder on Friday night against Cincinnati Family Four Pack. We'll give away some HDO in the next hour. Dan Israel coming up at the top of that hour to talk a little Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, NLCS Game 7 tonight. Tommy, it's been a really unpredictable series. Uh, Probably going to be pretty good. Good pitching matchup based on the way these guys have performed in the postseason. Um, Is it fat? or fought. I never know how to say his name. Um, and then Ranger Suarez for the Phillies, but that's been a really good series too. I, that the Diamondbacks are, are pretty upstart and they've had plenty of opportunities to go down in this series and they have not. So that's when I say like, I don't know who I'd rather see for the Rangers because the Diamondbacks do have that like swag thing going, but of course the Phillies, like, do you ever want to see Schwarber, Harper and Zach Wheeler in a world series? I don't know that you do, but Man, it's that that NLCS has been good. The Diamondbacks had the perfect strategy 
uh, yesterday. I watched, I think I watched maybe the first five innings and then had other things to go and do. And so I walked away from the game, but I mean, it was very clear from the beginning that pitching wise, the goal was to work around Schwarber and Harper and then pitch to the guys behind them in the lineup, guys like Alec Bohm and JT Real Muto and some of these other guys that maybe are not as hot at the plate right now as Schwarber and Harper are. So they did that, and they did that pretty well. And then you know, Merrill Kelly was able to work around those guys and then still be able to get out of the jams with those runners on base. And then really, they they hit off of Aaron Nola better than I've seen a lot of teams this season. I mean, they did sure. a really good job offensively against Aaron Nola, chased him from the game. Um, so that was the perfect strategy, I think, for Arizona. And especially considering they did that inside Citizens Bank Park, which has been rocking this entire postseason. Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive from them. And of course, it's going to be rocking again today in this crucial game seven. But man, like that was a really good way to start things off, at least as the series switched back to Philadelphia. I have a buddy in Phoenix right now, and he was texting another group of Ranger fans. And he was like, you guys can get down here. Like tickets are cheap. I think, <laughs> I think he said tickets for game five there uh, were like 40 bucks. Uh, and who knows what they are in Philadelphia? Do you and who think, knows what and that's a good be in Dallas. That's a good question. Do you think there's much of a national interest in a Rangers Diamondbacks World Series? Um, I don't know that there's ever much of a national interest in any World Series. I think we overthink that some. Um, I, I think certainly the Phillies would have more national appeal than Arizona would. I think the Rangers probably have a little more. Na- I mean, they have more national appeal than the Diamondbacks do. But yeah. uh, what's What's interesting about that is I think the way that that ALCS played out, the Rangers will probably draw a little bit more national interest because they, it has been so dramatic and, you know, with Adolis Garcia and all, all of that stuff going into it. Um, Rangers Phillies would, would probably pop in a World Series for sure because there's all kinds of star power. I, I think it, people maybe from the outside don't realize like the Rangers last night was the first time really they've gotten much if nothing I mean if anything at all out of the top of their lineup they've been doing what they've been doing getting zilch in that series from Simeon and Seager Simeon led the leagues and hit this year in hits and Tommy I saw this I think it was earlier in that series they pointed out in his last 162 games so like Seager because he he was hurt a lot of this year how many home runs do you think Corey Seager's hit in his last hundred? Like, if you took his 162 games as a season, 50 some? 55. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. this, that dude is incredible, but when he's healthy, he, I mean, he's an MVP. He missed candidate. 40 games and is in the mix for an MVP. Yeah. And so, he, but he'd been doing nothing. And so, if they get those guys going, then you've got something going for the Rangers. And it's, it's, this uh, is what it's I a love. Lot of fun. I'm going to interrupt you here for a second. We started the topic, started the segment talking about the Phillies and Diamondbacks game seven. And here we are talking about the Rangers again. Like you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, it's the way it's going to be. I get it. Yeah. I know you're going to, you're going to steer it back to the Rangers. I, I, I totally mean, the game, understand. the Diamondbacks Phillies was on it at four in the afternoon yesterday. Yeah. I don't know much X's and O's I can give you on that when I'm literally Did you in know? the studio watch, trying to see it during commercial breaks on a screen, the size of a cue card. I mean, it, this tells you just the overall stranglehold that the Dodgers and the Astros have had on Major League Baseball for a while. This is the first World Series since 2016 that the Dodgers or Astros are not represented in. At least one of those teams has been in the World Series every single year since 2016. 
Uh, I mean, it's just been a stranglehold for both of those teams. And I think that there's a, there's been a little bit of uh, of fatigue built in. And I know oh, that a lot of it comes sure. back to the, the cheating scandal and all of that with the Astros. But I think that there's some fatigue, and it happens in sports when you have dynasties that are built, and it's the same teams over and over again. We saw it with Golden State in the NBA. We saw it with the Patriots. Now maybe the Chiefs in the NFL to an extent. Uh, I mean, it, that, that sort of thing is happening and has happened in Major League Baseball. I mean, look, people like will always make too much of like, oh, who's in there and the ratings and all that. Baseball isn't that. Baseball's not football. Baseball's not like the reason people will watch the World Series that you can draw them in is star power and the fact that you can play a lot of the games with nothing else on, right? Like games probably on Friday and Saturday won't be high viewed games. Uh, Monday probably won't be, but then the Tuesday, Wednesday of the next week. I mean, it just is what it is. So it doesn't doesn't really matter. Like if you're a baseball person, you'll probably tune in casually. If you're a fan of one of those teams, or if you hate one of those teams, you'll probably tune in to to try and root against them, right? But it's it's just different. It's baseball. It's not the same as football. All right, we'll come back. Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, joins us when we return. Talk a little Chiefs. Look ahead to this week. Next. Live Out Loud Mornings with Bob and Tom on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Wichita's most listened to sports radio. Always live on the free Odyssey app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 